Millennials are ruining the world An exennial perspective Hey everyone, welcome back to Millennials are ruining the world question mark An exennial perspective Real conversations bridging the gap between generations X and Y I'm not woke but I'm awake my guest today is primarily an actor trained at RADA and Brooklyn College, but is also a Harry Potter look-alike who loves to write, occasionally stage manages, hosts games like scavenger hunts or escape rooms, and facilitates the education of medical students as a standardized patient and muta. One of his most validating roles has been Robert Snow in the world premiere of Dear Galileo, a show whose first reading included Star Trek actors Robert Picardo, and Connor Trenier. As a writer, he has been pushing the envelope since high school when he was kicked out of his junior year honors English class over a particularly offensive homework assignment. More recently, several of his short plays have been produced in New York City as part of the GI60 International One Minute Play Festival, most notably a Klingon opera entitled Kratok and Kesky. Kesky? Kesky, yeah. which was also included in the GI anthology published by Routledge, 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 I think. Routledge Press. His ultimate goal as a performer is to be part of the main ensemble cast of a Star Trek show. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Uh, please welcome Walter Petrick. How's it going? Ooh, yeah. That's exactly. The crowd goes wild. Thank you for coming over. You're yeah, one of, of only three guests this season to actually come into my apartment. Nice. But in the other's defense, I think four of them don't actually live in New York City. Oh, well, that yeah, that would be a little hard to get. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, they, they could. They could fly all the way in just to do this podcast, but, you know, they're not going to. <laughs> no, that would be expensive. I, I understand why why they didn't do that. I'm even going to charge you for my subway fare. So. Yes, of course. I should reimburse <laughs> you. Do you have an unlimited? Uh, no, not at the moment. Oh, wow. No, I mean, I don't because I never take the subway. I can't tell you the last time I was on the subway... It's been a it's been a while because uh, I don't ever leave Midtown. All right. Uh, so the first question I ask of everyone, of course, is how did we meet? So how did we meet, Walter? Uh, how did we meet? We met when my partner Leslie had a showcase at Don't Tell Mama in the fall, just That's several true. months ago. Not, not I too, know. Not too long ago. Walter's one of my new friends, and he had a little communicator badge on. Which is on right I'm now. They can't it. see it. It's a podcast. He's like showing it. I already saw <laughs> it. Uh, but, you know, this... I know it's hard that we we can see, but they can't see. So. I've got my captain's pips on my jacket, too. That oh, that is... Name. See, he is... A, he's hardcore. He's hardcore Trekkie. Uh, Trekkie or Trekker? Trekkie. Don't don't come near my face with that Trekkie. <laughs> I used to call myself a Trekker. <laughs> Because that was the term for next gen, but now I think we're we have reverted to Trekkie. It's Trekkie, yeah. I think Trekkie sounds better. It does. It does. I agree. Like I call the fans of Love Quirks Quirkies, although I have been told that I can't name the fan base that we don't have yet myself. Uh, but, yeah. I but I still know. do it. <laughs> I don't know how. I got. Works. I you know our marketing director. I because I we all have access to the Facebook. I'd be like, hey, fellow Quirkies, and I was told you can't do that until they self-identify and name themselves no. i was trying it's getting out there we, and then you know for me the term is seth heads okay and that okay. was coined by one of my friends and it has not cut on okay 
Like, that's fine. I mean, every time I do a show, we have, you know, the director sends. Like, the one I'm working on right now, it's Aunt Susan and her Tennessee Waltz, and it's about the 19th Amendment, so we're all suffragettes, right? So all our emails are, Dear Suffs, and Hey Suffs. So, I don't I, know, you can, you can name your own group. I guess fine. that's a Suff. Yeah. But they're, that's because you're in the group. Yeah. You're, you're not naming your own fans. No, I guess that's true. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, the if I was, yeah, that's the difference. Like I'm trying to force the name on them like, with cumber bitches. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I saw Walter with his uh, communicator, and I was like, "Oh gosh, this is great. Uh, he's he's my new friend." Yeah. So I, it's what I do. You know, I I see people in my audience, and I'm like, "I have a friend because he's into Star Trek." And now we text every week about Star Trek. It's true. Which yeah. is great, because you watch the episodes in the morning. I do. I have to hold off texting you until you text me to make sure you've seen the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, if it came out at midnight, I would watch it, but it comes out at 3. Something like 3. Yeah, yeah it comes out at 3, and I used to be up after 3, but nowadays... You know, I, I'm an old person, so I try to go to bed around 3. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. Like, you don't want to pep yourself up with an amazing Star Trek episode and then try to go to sleep at go 4. Sleep. Yeah, like, I would be too much like, oh my god, the board queen's back, what's happening? <laughs> Why is she in Amanda Pete's head? Like, this is nuts. I, yeah, you'd never fall asleep. Yeah, I would never fall asleep. So that's why I, I watch TV, you know, after midnight. Uh, so that's why I, I text you, and then you're sleeping, and then you wake the next day, and you're like, okay, Seth, finally watched this episode. We can finally talk about it. Yep. Hallelujah. Huzzah. And I start my day with a cold glass of assimilation. That's exciting. Well, because it's Picard, but... I don't know. In the morning, I mean, I don't wake up till noon, but when I get up, I have so many emails since I have slept till noon that I'm <laughs> yeah. usually like, oh, shit, I have to deal with all this stuff, and so I can't just sit and watch TV. That's fair. Once I get started, I'm like, you know, I, I, I start the day and then I have to play, you know, what read the news and see what's happening. Yeah, I'm not a morning person, so just relaxing with, like, coffee and watching Star Trek is a fine way to start my Thursday morning. I mean, I'm not a morning person either. That's why I'm not <laughs> up until noon. That's, that's it's just, fair. unfortunately, when you get up at noon, a lot has happened in the day. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, you know, it's fine. I actually prefer it. If I wake up too early and I don't have any emails yet, I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> I have nothing. Nobody's talking to me. It's exactly. To so I prefer yeah. it that way. Because then after midnight, it's it's calm. And I can watch TV with Joni and, you know. Yeah. All right. So that's how we met. Uh, so our topic today uh, is Star Trek. So what is Star Trek? What is Star Trek? Uh, it is everything. That's a good question. Um, I don't know how you would define it in... Like, an overall... Because there's so many different things. Um, a sci-fi show uh, from the 60s that turned into a uh, crazy uh, nerd fandom. One of the staples of nerd fandom. Like, if there were, like, you know, nine or four, you know, horsemen of the nerddom apocalypse, uh, you'd have Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, as one of them. That's true. Uh, and and probably Weird Al and George Lucas in there. You would probably have George Lucas, but Star Trek is just so much yeah. better than Star Wars. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, first of all, they're two different things. You can't compare That's, It's not really comparable, because one is science fiction and one is science fantasy, and it just doesn't make sense to compare them. And, like, the battles... Like, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson had it right. When you have the battles between, you know, who would win in a fight, the Enterprise or the Millennium Falcon, you're, you're basically saying, like, who would win... Uh, a naval warship w with all the weapons versus your dealer's weed van, 
right? Like, there's no <laughs> there's no competition in 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 that. Uh, so yeah, that was a long roundabout way of answering the question of what is Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I I love Star Trek. Uh, when did you fall in love with it? Uh, when I was very little, um, my I mean, there's there's actually photos of me. My mom has shown me of me in like diapers with my hand on a giant TV in our living room, like on Spock's face when they were you know she was watching uh, original series back in the day. But I think when I actually like got into it was. Uh, early 90s, mid 90s, when my mom and I would watch Voyager um, when it was on in the evenings. And then we would also take trips to Canada frequently. And we would go to the mall in Canada and buy the VHS copies of the original series and some next gen uh, at, at the you know Canadian prices because they were cheaper. Ah, uh, of course it was. Yeah, they were still like twenty bucks, which is insane for a VHS now. That, you know, now in this future that we live in. Um, well, that's funny you mentioned VHS. You know, I used to tape every episode when it was airing, so I had I spent hours using two VCRs which I had in my room, and I would edit out the commercials, oh and I would make sure all the episodes were in order. So I have all 178 episodes of Next Generation, wow. and I, I think I might have... I don't know if it's still in the basement or if I just gave up and threw them away, because <laughs> what's the point? Number yeah. one, nobody's going to want VHS tapes. I had the actual store-bought uh, encounter at Farpoint, because that was... I guess it was one of those... I don't know if it's Columbia Records deals. It's one of those... I got it for like a dollar, and then it oh. was like, you buy the rest for 20 each, and then I canceled oh, yeah, after gross. getting the first one for a dollar. So I had the actual, uh, that one in a nice pretty package, but everything else, and I meticulously would record them, and I believe I had all next gen, I think I had all of D Space Nine. Wow. I spent so many hours watching Star Trek and, and getting rid of the commercials, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad. That's... That's rough, like, getting the commercials out by hand. Like, we, you know, our VHS is just, you know, they didn't have them in well, there. Well, you paid for them. We paid for that, right? But I yeah. would buy the eight-hour VHS so I could squeeze more on the that's, on the tape itself. That's crazy. And I, I spent hours of my youth, and I just think of it now as, like, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much time I did that, not knowing that you could just watch them all on Netflix, although yeah. they're no longer on Netflix soon. Nope. They're all moving back to Paramount Plus. Yep. As Paramount Netflix Plus. loses everything it ever had that <laughs> it didn't buy itself. It's true. Well, even the ones that it did, I mean, Daredevil and Jessica yeah. are all gone to Disney Plus now. And... That's so weird because those shows are definitely not G. Oh, as soon as they popped up on Disney Plus, the next time I logged in, the day that they showed up to my Disney Plus, they had a, here's our new parental settings. Please pick what you're allowed to see and what account and blah, blah, blah. And so they're, yeah. I, I know that happened to me and I had to like fish out my friend's password. <laughs> Thankfully, that's one of the only ones she gave me the password to. Usually it, you can just uh, authorize the Roku remotely. Yep. But for that one, she had given me her password. So I was like, phew. So I didn't have to bug her because I don't I don't want to bug her all the time. Yeah, like, know. you know, whenever she changes her iCloud password, then I have to be like, uh, you changed your iCloud password. Can you reauthorize my Apple TV, please? <laughs> That's my one friend who is giving me Paramount, Apple and Disney. But nice. everything else is just one person per app. She's, yeah. she's so generous that 
I, uh, it's crazy how nice she is to me. Speaking of, before we move on, speaking yes. of uh, hardships in watching Star Trek back in the day, my mom actually still has a box full of uh, her physically typed out original series episodes that she typed while watching them that you because you couldn't there were no rerun reruns there was no VHS you couldn't do anything like that so she had her typewriter and she typed out word for word the dialogue and the direction stage direction you know what was happening uh, for all of the episodes and she's got them somewhere still in the oh box. my so, gosh like, that's how she had to she to had watch them <laughs> she had absolutely no idea that there would be an internet one no, day no not at all that's funny my parents were both uh, trekkies too but not obsessive wise but my father. Uh, worked in education in New Jersey, and I guess he had Nichelle Nichols, uh, maybe it was her niece or her cousin or something, or mm. cousin's kid, but he had like a signed photo from her thanking him nice. for all his hard work. Uh, so, I mean, I I don't know where that is. It's probably in the basement somewhere. No, you're going to get that up on it's your wall. It's not on my wall. Ones. I know, but I have Nichelle already. I, oh. I, I don't need so many repetitions. I'm sorry the, the viewers, <laughs> the viewers, the listeners today... <laughs> can't see on my autographs on the wall but so i got into star trek because my uh my teacher mr cohen must have been sixth grade he played deja q in like history class Ooh. and it was like a discussion and i was like what is this this is incredible like i that's why i've always loved q thank you very much uh and i'm so excited he's back this season but yes. i i really I loved the episode. I was like, what is this? And I asked my, my dad, I was like, have you ever heard of this show called Star Trek? And he was like, oh yeah, I used to watch the original one. And that's when I started. And that would have been, well, stage actually season three, but I think it was season five, which is going to age, just going to tell everyone my age, but I don't care. <laughs> so I started watching season five live, that rhymes. And then I think I watched the rest on reruns, but they were on, all the, they were on syndication. Yeah. And so I think I I caught up on seasons one through four while I was watching five live. And then I rewatched mm -hmm. five for continue, continuity sake. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was around the time Sarah. Is that the end of season five? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's that's what happened is Time's Arrow, the cliffhanger happened. And then I used that time off for the summer to catch up on once to four. And then I finally was like, ah, but it's good, you know, because seasons one and two are not very good oh, no. of next generation. So it was good that I got into it when it was really good. Mm -hmm. And then I suffered through those seasons to catch up with Tasha Yar or whatever, who decided <laughs> she wanted to leave the show right away. I got gets killed really early. Lots of spoiler alerts today. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like Star Trek. Uh, but I got really into it. And then I got really into it. Like, my dad would bring uh, myself and my two friends, Seth and Aaron, other Seth and Aaron, to uh, conventions. And I remember we went to one at the Penn Hotel. Like, we took the train into Penn Station. And we went... I mean, that my first one was DeForest Kelly, oh. and I bought that autograph because he was really old and wasn't signing them. But I, they used to sell those for like $20 at the oh, convention. God, 20 bucks? Now yeah, it, they're like 120 Well, bucks. his is worth more than that because he's what dead. But almost, I paid 40 for the LeVar one. Nice. Yeah, so well, that's not bad. it's true. It's It was really cheap. Like a bunch of them I had to buy because they wouldn't actually sit there and sign, but a lot oh. of the people would sign. 
Patrick Stewart yeah. I have because I saw him in Broadway shows. Like oh, when nice. I when I had a choice, my dad said I could see Broadway show, and it was either see The Tempest with Patrick Stewart or Company, the revival <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, and I and I picked Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. I picked Star Trek over Sondheim. Nice. Which is nowadays maybe I would have picked Sondheim, but I mean Patrick Stewart is. Yeah, I feel like that would be kind of nuts for you to not. Yeah, pick and he's he totally. He totally signed, and you know I have Brent Spiner because he was in Seventeen Seventy Six, and he oh. was very cranky. I think he's a really cranky guy. Interesting. I've always heard stories of him being a really nice guy. Really, I I don't know. I remember saying I thought it showed humil- humility that they took a group bow and he didn't get a bow at the end, oh. and then he like made some sarcastic comment. He's like, "Yeah, it was my idea." What? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, Brent has a chip on his shoulder. Actually, it's just his sense of humor. Maybe. If you read James Lapine's book on Sunday in the Park with George, like, Brent Spiner was, like, always the irascible one. And, oh. and James was like, oh. yeah, Brent was always kind of annoyed because of I didn't seem organized enough. Huh. Uh, but then he was like, but then Brent, you know, went to L.A. and starred in this show that became a huge hit. <laughs> so it's a happy ending for all involved. Uh, so did you go to conventions and stuff? Do you have autographs? Oh, gosh, no. I have zero autographs, and I have uh, zero convention experience. Oh, uh, wow. I've been to none. Uh, although at some point I would like to eventually do a Star Trek The Cruise. Oh, that sounds like fun. Those sound crazy, and... They're very expensive. Yeah. But it does sound yeah, like yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, um, let me know. Maybe we could go on the cruise together. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think our partners would, would be interested in that sort of thing. I don't know. Leslie might want to do oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I have to convince her to do a cruise in general first, and then... So. I don't know. I don't know if I would like it. I, I don't think I would like the, the water. I don't know. I've never taken a cruise. I've, I've The only one I've been on has been a transatlantic crossing on Cunard from here, New York, to uh, Southampton, London, or Southampton, England. Uh, oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was great. And then it was, I don't know that I'm not into cruises. To... Like, I don't even like Tom Cruise's movies, so <laughs> no, he's not I'm one of my favorites. So. Well, that's crazy. You know, I got really into autographs for Star Trek, and then I got really into autographs for Broadway, as you can see. Yeah. I used to stage door all the time in high school. I would come into the city, and I would meet everybody, and that was a thing I did until... I decided I really didn't want to be a star fucker anymore because I was like in the industry yeah. and I stopped being a Tony C filler because one of my clients that I coached was nominated for a Tony and I was like, I can't seat fill at it. I'm like in the industry now. So I kind <laughs> of, I won't really do stage door stuff. If it was someone like Barbara Streisand, I would, but she wouldn't sign anyway, yeah. so it wouldn't matter. That's the kind of thing, though, that I would love to do once I get more into things and, like, more of a name, if I get to be more of a name. Just, you know, show up and be a seat filler, even though I'm, you know, like, nominated. Oh, even, like, even just though for, you're just famous? And like, yeah. why not be a seat yeah. filler anyway? <laughs> why not? I mean, it was fun when I was doing it, but I was, you know, I was very young. I ended up uh, sitting front row for Bernadette singing uh, Rose's Turn when she was nominated for Gypsy in, like, what, 2003? Uh, I'm just cool. old, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> Melissa Erica went to the bathroom at the wrong time and she came back and she's like, I can't believe you got to see that. And I was standing in the back and I'm like, uh, well, it's not my fault. You had to be, but thank you. Thank you for picking that time. You know, yeah. I thanked her very much. 
I don't know, that was super fun. No, the conventions used to be way nicer and less crazy. Because, like, yeah. Comic-Con is... I went once to Comic-Con because my friend had a free pass, and it was mm-hmm. just... It was so overwhelming and claustrophobic, and I wouldn't yeah. have done that. I've only been to Comic-Con once, and it was because a friend had, like, a weekend pass and then didn't want to go on Sunday, so he gave me his free pass. That's exactly yeah. what happened to me. My friend was like, I don't want to go on Friday. There's nothing good everything Saturday, Sunday. So I went on, like, the less busy day, and I was like, it's too busy. Yeah. Star Trek conventions in the 90s were not that busy, not that crazy. And then they started mm-hmm. becoming more of a of a mainstream thing yeah. instead of a Because it wasn't thing. cool back then. In the no. 90s, Star Trek wasn't, like, the cool thing. It was, no, no nerd fandom was the cool thing. It was definitely not cool to be a nerd yeah. in the 90s. I can attest to being picked on my entire... Uh, middle school and high school years because mm-hmm. of it, uh, but now it is cool. So yeah. I guess we've we've, we've taken over. We won, yeah. And look at Marvel. <laughs> I mean, Marvel's all over the place. Yes, I'm wearing my superhero shirt today. Nice. Not that not anyone, but you can see. Oh, that's fine. Oh, uh, DC, got, it's DC though. It is DC. Uh, I like DC. Do you not like DC? It's okay. I'm not a huge fan of Spider Man or <laughs> Spider Man. No, Spider Man is my favorite. I'm not a huge fan of Superman. Or Batman, Wonder Woman, the movie really? was great. Really? Well, the Wonder Batman, the last Batman movie was... Uh, but I love Gotham. I haven't seen it. And I like the Adam West TV show, Batman. Yeah. Pow, yeah, kapow. Yeah. I love... Uh, Superman and Lois is fantastic. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is a fantastic like Supergirl, show. Supergirl, so... If, I mean, that's Supergirl. Supergirl right? Yeah, well, I mean, I like Supergirl, and then it got really bad. <laughs> and then it stayed really bad. Oh, But, damn. you know, Supergirl had its moments. The Flash got really bad. It's, like, painful to watch. Now mm-hmm. the first five seasons are great, and then the showrunner left, and it's like let's and jump off a cliff. Yeah. It's kind of like what happened to the Picard season one finale. <laughs> Picard season one finale. Yeah, because Michael Chabon was. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Literary aficionados. Um, but yeah, he was he was the main showrunner writer for all of the first season, and then they wanted to do something different with the finale. Is my understanding anyway? Oh. And so he didn't. He like left or or didn't have as much say in the finale and that's why those last two episodes were just so much lower quality yeah he's a really good writer yeah well i'm glad he's back yes he's back it's so annoying when that happens like american gods with brian fuller like they had a huge falling out and then he didn't come back and season two of american gods is not not watchable No. no it's not even watchable i didn't even i mean i don't have stars anymore so i haven't even seen season three but I I read a review and it's probably even worse. Yikes. But you know, like Titans is also season three is terrible. I can't get through side Titans season three. That's also DC. We're like all over the map. We're supposed <laughs> yeah. to be only Star, Star Trek. Trek I had my friend Aaron DC. on in season one, and we did a more broader science fiction fantasy. But today we are going to focus on Star Trek. So uh, basically. I thought we'd just go through all the series and the movies. We this might be a very long episode, but we'll see how we do. Uh, and we'll just I start. To be. We'll just start at the beginning. Uh, so thoughts on the original Star Trek, uh, pros cons, favorite characters, favorite episodes. Uh, that's what we'll do for all of, all of the uh, all of the Star Treks. So I, I have not seen all the episodes of the original series. What I what? still haven't. I don't know. I never. They never made it to season three when I was taping them. And I think I have some on tape that I never watched. I never, I never went back. I just, season three, it just, 
I couldn't do it. So you haven't seen a lot of season three of the original Star Trek. Okay. Well, you're not. It's you're not missing a whole lot. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm three saying. Was not as good, but there's still some. There's some gems in there. Um, I mean, I probably should at some point, but I just haven't. Yeah, yeah. Get to it when you get to it. But definitely, like the first couple, and like one of the most racist ones is in season three, uh, and then of course the premiere is like Spock's brain, which is one of the most ridiculous. Uh, episodes of the original I series. I do think I saw that one. Yeah. People love to hate on that episode, but it's it's alright, you know? It's it's campy and fun, like a lot of the 60s stuff was. It's definitely an acquired taste. I don't know, I had one friend, I think, was watching all the Star Treks, and she just started with Next Generation. Yeah. But that's how I started, too. I don't know, I, I don't know. The, the original series... I, I don't. I never saw any of the animated one either. Do you ever seen the animated? Oh, I've one? seen. I've seen every single episode and movie, including the short treks that are just recent. I've seen everything. I'm a. I've I'm seen a it failure. all. I'm a failure. <laughs> but the movies are great. The even ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now everybody likes the even ones. I. They're. Yeah. I mean, five was definitely the weakest link. Oh, I think. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible movie. Uh, but. I mean, see, three's, three's not terrible. No, three's three's. It's when you when you realize that two, three, and four are sort of like a trilogy together, yeah. and you watch them together, then it sort of like makes up for three's a little bit not as strong as the other two. But I mean, I love they're four. all they're all great. I'm of the mind that you know it's all Star Trek, so it's all great. It's all like what we love, right? Even if some of the weak, sometimes there's weaker links, uh, like some episodes, like. TNG's Code of Honor, right? Like, we don't uh, talk about that very much. I mean, there's a, quite good. a few TNG episodes, yeah. in the, especially seasons one and two. Yeah, but there's always something we can learn from it, right? Even if it's a terrible, terrible episode. Uh, and it's all part of well, the franchise that we love. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. All right, so we will, you know, we'll just keep going because otherwise we'll be here all day. <laughs> I love Star Trek The Next Generation. That's the one that I grew up with. Uh, my favorite episodes are are all the Q ones. Did you, <laughs> yes. did you used oh, to read the books, too? I used to read the books. Uh, I, I didn't read them as much. My mom read a few of them, like the, the Picard and Kirk crossover uh, books. There was like a series. I read that one. Yeah, it's like Ashes of Eden. I used to love Peter David. So he had uh, Imzadi, which was really yeah. good, and he filled yeah. in the backstory of Riker and Troy. And uh, Q-in-law is... I think I have it on my shelf. It's so funny. He has Q and um, and Deanna Troy's mom. What's her name? Waxana. Waxana. That's what I was going to say. I was right. I should have gone with my instinct. <laughs> and so it was Q and Waxana meeting and kind of falling for each other. What? It's, no. It's a really funny book. That's and you know beta zoid weddings. Everyone has Everybody's to be naked. naked. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really funny book. I enjoyed that one. Well, no, wait, I, hold on. You didn't tell me what... We didn't talk about favorite episode from the original series. Oh, no, favorite sorry. favorite character. We're, we're skipping ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, favorite character. Oh, my from gosh. From the original series. Um, and keep in mind, you haven't seen the third season. I'm really into Spock. I, yeah, I read Spock. I read Spock's books. I am not Spock, and I am I Spock. And I did a report on I Am Not Spock. We had to pick a famous person and write a report on their book. And I nice. chose Leonard Nimoy. Nice. And I told them that when I met him. Have you met him? I No. He's, well, he's, he's dead, dead now. now. Yeah. 
can't uh, I was at a play off Broadway at Playwrights Horizons. That's why I have his autograph on the wall. Mm. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like tongue-tied because, you know, it's Leonard Nimoy. And I was yeah. just like, I love you. I've read your books. I And he just signed. He was very polite. So that's Aww. good. That's nice. Yeah, I was Spock for Halloween twice. Not in a row, but, but twice as a little kid. And my mom made me a little tricorder. I had thing. little pointy... Vulcaneers, but they didn't mm -hmm. stay on very well. You got to get the really good ones that like just go on the tip, and then you put the spirit uh, gum on. Just, just the tip. Yeah, just, just the tip. The tip. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite next generation character? Then uh, I, I have to go with Data. I think. Yeah, um, we're going for the the phlegmatic characters who have no emotions. Yeah. yeah. I think I always love Data. I also like Spot. Oh, Spot! Yeah. Uh, but he's not yeah. really a character, but he's, I always love. I love in that. The, f the first movie they did when Spot's alive and, and Data cries. And Aww. I was like, oh, Spot survived. That made me so happy that the cat survived. Yeah. I'm so happy there's a new cat, uh, but we're not anywhere close to oh, No. We're not close to Discovery yet. Grudge. She's a queen. Yeah, I, I really like Next Generation. Any episode yeah. with Q, as I said. Uh, but yes. I also love Whoopi on this show. Yep. Yep, Whoopi Goldberg. I used to have all the, the action figures. Did you have the action figures? The, we have a ton of them at my mom's house. And yeah, I have I, a lot in my parents' yeah. basement. And then I stopped opening them because I was told they'd be worth more, but they're not <laughs> they're worth. They're not worth. They're not anything. worth anything. They're worth less than I paid for them in the '90s. So I wish I had just played with them. Yeah, before. right. No, all of ours are out of boxes at this point. They're except for I think the one with like Kirk in the Tholian web EV suit where he gets uh, stuck in the. That one, I think, well, is I still spent in the box. so much money on that shit. Like, I have, like, in the box, the original, mm -hmm. like, the set of the Enterprise with all of them. Oh, I wow. have that all in the thing. I should Google to see if yeah, that's worth any that, money. That one might be. I'll it's check on set. eBay. Maybe it's worth $20. I don't know. <laughs> and then how do you even ship that to someone? That's a process. Yeah, you got to make a box for that. You would really have to buy it. Talk about shipping and handling. <laughs> I don't know. Just no, but, beam it to them. I wish that would be easier. Drone, take a drone. Take a drone. Oh god. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Wait. All right. Now, since we talked about drones, the dots. What the hell is up with these dots on on Discovery that have apparently now been all over the Enterprise in the original series? Like they just recon that that technology exists, and I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, you mean those little the AI little robot guys? Yeah. I thought those were from the future. Future. No, I think were they in the I show originally. In, yeah, I think they were in at the. Uh... I know it's hard. Discovery makes it hard because you're you're trying to fill in a gap, but yeah. anything you use in Discovery will have to have been in the original too. Yeah, maybe Strange New Worlds will do a good job of doing that, but it's well, harder. I think yeah. it was a smart move of Discovery going to the far, far, far future. Oh, absolutely. So that they could actually write stories that were unattached. Yes. Uh, the quality of the story has increased tremendously yeah. now that they're in the future. I, I think so, but I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of these huge serial arcs. No, me neither. And I, I really, I mean, like, you have to go to the Orville if you want yeah. episodic episodes again that don't have to deal with the whole overlong story. I mean, it's just... I'm hoping Strange New Worlds is more episodic, but... I, I think that was their whole deal, is they're going back to the episodic format for Strange I New Worlds. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Deep Space Nine. Okay. I, I love Deep Space Nine because it was the Star Trek I, I that I watched from the first episode, and I saw them all 
when they were all, you know, the week they aired. And mm-hmm. that, to me, as much as I love Next Gen, I came in in season five. DS9, I came in right away. And I always really liked it. And it got really, really good those last two seasons. It got crazy good. Yeah, I think that's thanks to uh, Ronald D. Moore, who also went on to do Battlestar. Yes. Yeah, but I, I love DS9, and my favorite character would probably be Odo, which oh, is, okay. again, the Star Trek trope of uh, Data and yep. and Spock. The, the I, just, I thought it would be super fun to do that, to change shape. Shapeshift, yeah. I, and, like, of course, the commonality between these three characters. Mine's Quark, by the way. Oh, so Quark this is, is funny. This is where I diverge from the, yes, the we... non-humans trying to become more human characters. Because uh, that was what all three of those Spock did. I mean, yeah, and, I know. keep going for the same kind, but Quark is very funny. I mean, he's Jewish in real life. <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny guy. I met him at a convention once. He's super nice. Armour huh? Shimmer? Armor yeah, Armour Shimmerman, I bet. is. Yeah, what, what a nice guy. Yeah, I really enjoyed that show, and I, I feel like that just... My favorite episodes are those last two seasons, especially, mm-hmm. like, the last eight episodes. It's just, yeah, it kind of... full serialized It just, there. it builds into this huge, like... But I also loved Keiko, and I was always sad yeah. that she wasn't in it more, because I guess she wanted more money. Oh, Did really? Did you read about that? I didn't, I didn't Yeah, this is, this is tea from the 90s. Ooh. But apparently... That she was supposed to be a, a series regular like everyone else, and she wanted more money, and they Aww. said, "Never mind, you're just going to recur." No, they yeah, definitely should have given Keiko more. But I enjoyed her episodes a lot. Yeah, I, I think thought, my favorite was Far Beyond the Stars for DS Nine. Far Beyond the Stars. That's the one where they're in the 1950s, and oh, the, as, uh, Cisco is Benny the the. That's Sci-fi a good author. episode. They yeah. really like to play with that, with things like that. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. Uh, yeah. All right, so Star Trek Voyager is not Voyager. my favorite. A lot of people say it's not their favorite. It's one of my favorites. Really? I really don't understand the hate for it. I I absolutely love Voyager. Well, but You're going to get a lot of controversial, non-standard opinions from me because I also love Enterprise. Oh, so. I like Enterprise. Oh, good, okay. I especially, but we're not. We're no, almost. Never, we're almost back there. To Voyager. We'll get there. Yeah. I, I think that <laughs> a lot of us resent Voyager because Voyager is the reason Next Generation got canceled and didn't get an eighth season. What? No, that's the truth. That the UPN was starting its new network, and they wanted a flagship, and they decided it would be Voyager, but they couldn't afford three Star Trek series at once. So they decided to end the next generation, even though it was still very good, and they could have totally had an eighth season that would have been amazing. Huh. Like next what? generation could totally have done another season, maybe two. I, th- I thought they were originally contracted for eight seasons too. I I think they were, and then Paramount said we want a new show for our new network, and we're gonna. So they. They couldn't do three at once because it it, it wasn't twenty twenty two where now they have four or five at yeah. once. But like no, they couldn't afford it. So they and they also wanted the next generation to to do movies because they well, felt yeah, okay. that the sixth movie for uh, the original cast was about it. Yeah. So they that was their plan. But then the next generation movies, which we kind of glossed over, first contact is good. I like Insurrection. There's an unpopular opinion. Ooh. I thought that that movie was really funny. I love Donna Murphy in it. Funny. She's a Broadway star, and I thought she was great. I, Insurrection, yeah, Insurrection's great. I don't and have Data any makes that joke it. about his boobs being saggy, and I thought that was funny. What? 
Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, like, uh, I think Dr. Crusher was like, oh, my boobs are feeling firmer. And then Data was like, hmm, my boobs are feeling firmer. <laughs> it was something like not, that. I do not remember oh, you've that. you got to rewatch I guess movie. I have to rewatch. I skipped Insurrection on my latest rewatch because it's not integral to, like, Picard's. I was doing, like, no, with it's Leslie, not I was integral. Doing but the Nemesis one was terrible. And oh, then I love they, Nemesis. They killed See? Data and... Brent Spiner just wanted to, <laughs> to be dead, so I don't know what they're going to do for Picard with him coming back, if it's going to be another soon, or or how they're going to have Data back. I, I don't know. There's an infinite number of soons. I mean, we just saw Adam soon in this... I know, just don't understand Picard. how how that could be his ancestor if his daughter is... A, I don't, we don't even know what his daughter is. And so he must have had... Yeah, no. a, he had to have had an actual... A baby with someone for the line to keep going, unless oh, it's just like his weird cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be his weird cousin, but the no. Um, and then how is Lisa Briones's character is a genetically engineered uh, daughter in, right. in Picard season two? Because that's what he was trying to get some security council to allow him to do genetic right. testing or genetic alteration, and that's all been banned since the eugenics wars because of Khan. So. Well, that yeah, makes not sense. Allowed, he's not allowed to do any any of that. Yeah, but no, because that was 2024, though, he's doing it in. Yeah, and the eugenics wars were, were in canonically in the 90s. Oh, in, in our uh, 90s. In, not in our 90s, in Star Trek's 90s. Oh, interesting. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, you, you pay attention a little more than I do. <laughs> but I still feel like it's weird. And also, Picard's ancestor is named Picard, but if she had a kid, then the kid would probably have the father's name. So, like, she must have a brother who's a Picard. And I so don't know. It's 2024, it man. It We're... can't be his great-great-great-great-grandmother. It has to be, like, again, a cousin or an no, aunt or something. Yeah. W- women are now no longer always taking the man's name. I mean, my mom nowadays, didn't, you know? so, so I guess yeah, it's... it's so totally maybe possible. she didn't, but then you're saying for years and years... I don't know. It's it's they just a, thought Picard was really cool last name. They, they like wanted the, to they it, wanted yeah. to keep the last name. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Voyager, you know, I didn't hate it. It's just it gets really bad. I stopped watching season five because what? I was in college That's and the better M- seasons. MIT has had a lot of homework and I couldn't do two Star Trek, so uh, I kept Deep Space Nine. Okay, that's fine. and I lost Voyager and then I I watched it on reruns and it's it wasn't my favorite show okay but i have seen every episode unlike the Ah, original series no i think voyager's first three seasons were a little weaker and then once they got jerry ryan to come in then all the then the writing and the story got a little bit better because they didn't have this character that they've written into a corner who's gonna die when she's nine and well she comes back and doesn't die yeah she comes back in one episode but that was one of the stupidest episodes yeah it wasn't i liked i liked that they brought the Borg in I think seven yeah. of nine. Well, she had all these great storylines about, like, you know, coming out of a, this abusive relationship allegory with the Borg Queen. Yeah. And then, you know, her getting over her PTSD and, like, basically well, stuck her on Picard. It makes so much sense to have the two of them together. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if she's in the third season, but I guess we'll find I out. I hope so. I don't know. Is she your favorite character then? Yes, from from uh, from Voyager, yes. Also, uh, I close like the, second I was is say the, doctor. the Doctor. Yeah. We're all going, yeah. we're both going for outsiders, but they're both <laughs> outsiders. Maybe we were we were outsiders growing up. Maybe we, yeah. we were nerds, and so we we relate to the those yeah. characters. That's yeah. so funny. 
Uh, all right, so then Enterprise is next. Enterprise. Okay, Dead Stop. That's my absolute favorite episode of Enterprise. I only watched those episodes one time, and I barely... I remember season three and four getting very good. I, the yes. first two were weak, but I still... What I don't like about Enterprise is the theme song. Oh, I love the theme song. Uh, I, I wanted an old-school <laughs> theme song with instrumentals. But uh, I love no, Scott no, Bakula, and I love Quantum Leap. I, I used to watch Quantum <laughs> Leap. Uh, I would get home from camp in the summer, and it, Quantum Leap was on 4 o'clock in USA. Mm-hmm. And I would usually get home around 2 and take a nap, and then i wake up at 4, and I'd watch Quantum Leap, and then I'd have dinner. And so I love Scott Bakula, who's also, of course, a Broadway star before he was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I really... I just found that out recently, actually. Well, I know Broadway very well. I really, I would say he would be my favorite character because I'm, what? I'm not remembering anyone else. I remember Grace Park. Um, yeah, oh, she's she great. She was character. good. I really liked her. She's oh, up and there. Neelix is that the no, doctor? No, Neelix is Voyager. Flox is Flox. the doctor on Enterprise. Flox, Doctor Flox. Yeah. The, I have them both in my head. There, Ethan <laughs> Phillips was really similar. nice. When I met Ethan Phillips, he was talk about him, man. She was the very nice oh. guy at the convention. Very talkative to everybody. Um, he seems like he would be. Yeah. yeah, he was really nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. remember Enterprise that much. The dog. There was a dog. Porthos. We need a Star Trek Porthos spinoff. Oh, that would be Absolutely fun. Just would Star watch Trek. The shit out of that. Star Trek pets. But they're doing. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. they're doing the, the the Superman dog one. The movie with what? The, no. the super pets. That's coming oh, out this God. summer. You didn't just, see the previews. DC, just stop. Oh, um, you're really anti-DC. <laughs> That's why you live in New York not and not Washington, D.C. <laughs> they're just not doing very good Yeah, things I, I thought Enterprise got really good and then got canceled. And and they had, a, like, a Kickstarter before Kickstarter was even Ugh. around. And they raised enough money for a fifth season and Paramount still said no. Which That's was, some bullshit. That is bullshit. We should have had more seasons of Enterprise. More, or at least a wrap-up movie. Like, can we yeah. just have one Enterprise movie that... I don't care if it's like 20 years later now because they're all older. Like, fine, let's make it look realistic. But, like, just to wrap up all their storylines properly because that finale was absolute trash. I don't think they expected to be canceled. That's why. No, no, they didn't. They, they thought they would have more time. Uh, we thought yeah. they would have more time. They should have had more time, damn it. So what's after that? Is uh, that Nothing Till Discovery? Uh... That is nothing till discovery, yeah. Well, that That's was true. a very sad period of life. Yeah, there's nothing. And that was, so, that was uh, about when I watched Enterprise all the way through, actually, because I didn't watch it when it aired. Uh, we watched, I think my mom and I watched, like, the first half of the first season, and then we got distracted and didn't have... Mm, no, you know, I watched watch Enterprise it. when it was new. Yeah. It's Voyager, I missed a season, but then I went back. Um, Enterprise actually got me through a really tough time uh, after high school. Because that was about when we You're had all so the... much younger than I. Am. <laughs> yeah, 2008. Suck on that. Jeez, I was already um, living in the city in 2008. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, that's so that's when I we had them all. In, we got them for D, on all on DVDs. That was the first DVD Star Trek that we oh, got yes. at, for Christmas, and then I watched through like binged the whole thing. That was the first time I binged well, any it show. Definitely got better. Like next gen, it was weak and then got better. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Discovery started off pretty strong. Oh, God, I disagree. Oh, really? I, I absolutely disagree with that. Yeah. 
Well, and and I was going to say on the second watch through of Enterprise, um, now more recently, I, I'm more thinking along the lines of season one and two were better than like three, but four is still the best. Um, uh, because that whole Zindi arc got really um, mm. 9-11 heavied, like symbolism from that and, and, and all. And that got really like space cowboy. I don't remember that show at all. Yeah. I remember um, Discovery. Discovery's new. Yeah, so Discovery season one, I don't know what they were trying to do, but that mid-season twist of them going to the Mirror Universe absolutely does not work for a first season plot because we don't know any of the characters yet, especially yeah. on a show that's focused only on one person like Michael uh, instead of the ensemble as a whole. Like I Rhythm, agree. You know? I still don't know half their names, the bridge crew. They're, yeah. they're starting to use their names more, Yes, but they're very underdeveloped. And then they started to develop them, but then they stopped. Yeah. They, were, they had a couple episodes. That and was that like, one oh. teamwork episode at the end of season three was absolutely amazing. Oh, I like that one. They helped each other out. Yeah. I think their names are Bryce, Reese, right. uh, uh, Nilsson, uh, Arium's dead. Spoilers. Um, I don't and know. somebody I I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember the British crew's names, but because they, yeah. they focused on like Jason Isaac, and then he's off uh, the show, yeah. and they focused a lot on Michelle uh, Leo, who is so good in everywhere, yeah, everything about all at once. Have I you seen see it? it? I haven't seen it. It yet. is I, the I best movie. Too. Everywhere, everything, everything, everywhere, all, all at once. once. Yeah, it was so good. No, uh, I think I've already plugged it on on the podcast, but it was nice. a really good movie and. Of course, by the time this is live, it's going to be July, but that's still <laughs> a good movie recommendation. She is so amazing. She would be my favorite character on Discovery. Ooh, okay. Which, Captain Giorgio. 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 And then, yeah, now she's Mirror, Mirror Giorgio. And, okay, and another thing about season one of Discovery, which has to do with Giorgio, section 31. What... Why is it suddenly an organization that everybody knows about? Yeah. Bashir has a line in later DS9 where he's, you know, him and O'Brien are trying to, like, catch Sloan in the act or lure him to the station. And Bashir says, why would he come, you know, why would he come to the station for, for us when Section 31 has been this organization that's been hidden for 300 years? But, oh, suddenly we, in Discovery, for that one little brief period of time, they were everywhere and everybody knew who they were? Yeah, that was weird. And they were setting up the her show. And then they, yeah. what happened with her show? I think it's still going to happen. I uh, hope so. I mean, so. I'd still love to see it. I would I'd watch, watch that. I mean, that's a great concept. But you're right. It should have been a secret more. Yeah. Because they I, were like, the black, ooh, the black com badges, that must be Section 31. I'm like, how do you know what, what Section They had is? to do some wonky shit to stay in the in this timeline. And they're like, Spock never mentions his sister because she goes to the future and we will never mention I there was that, a sport to drive ever. Well, I, so I've got I've I've bought into the explanations about those two things. Well, One, I'm because, glad someone has. <laughs> but the, the explanation for that is Spock never told anybody about his Half brother either, and then he showed up in one of the movies, right? Oh, so there's actual precedent for Spock being a closed off, not really true. talking about his family. That's true. I'll give you that. Uh, and then the spore drive, uh, it only works on that one ship, right? It's only Discovery well, they're, and Glenn, they're and then trying the Glenn to get explodes. it to right. They're trying to get it to work in the future, future. But yes, but then that's I don't way know. Past. I'm kind yeah. of over this, like, oh, there's an existential threat, and it's going to destroy yeah. everything, and we have to make the whole season about it. And I hope next season they, they get out of that trope. I honestly don't know if they can now because they've done two in a row 
where it's the the stakes are so high, universe ending stakes that like to go to a a smaller staked uh, problem may kill. Like I you, I don't just, I don't know how you can do that. You've got to yeah. keep going higher and higher with that. That's, or it's, it's well, I guess we'll see. Who's your yeah. favorite character on Discovery? Oh, Tilly. Tilly would be my other favorite character on that show. Yeah. How could you not love Tilly? I was very right. sad that she, that he wrote her off. So Discovery. Then Lower yes. Decks is next? Uh, well, technically their short treks are next. Oh, but that's part which, of Discovery, kind of, nah, no? Not necessarily, because uh, Season 2 of Short Treks has some about uh, Random Crew, uh, which is my favorite episode, um, The Trouble with Edward. And then there's oh, some those with Those are cute Pike. episodes. Uh, oh, and yeah. Then there's some that And then there's the one with the Discovery is, like, in the future all alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's an animated one... Uh, that has to do with the original oh, series. Yeah, that one yeah. was good. Those are really good. Why They're did fun. they stop doing that? I don't know. I would I love like to those. see more of those. I'll tell you what happened for me is I watched Star Trek the the first season. Somehow I had a free trial, but the second season I watched it on Netflix in Europe, and I oh. downloaded them onto my iPad while I was we were doing a lot of busing that trip. And I, that was my, when we were busing, I was watching season two of Discovery. Yeah. And the shorts were not downloadable. Oh. So I had to watch those. Weird. I watched those in Morocco and you had to like find them. Because in the Netflix in non-America, it was like under like where they have teasers and trailers. Uh. So I had to actually Google how to find them on Netflix so I could watch those shorts. Well, that's poor planning on Netflix's part. On, on Paramount but, Plus, they're just like, they're a whole, they're their own yeah, you can click on. But you know. now I have, as I said, my friend gave me access after my other friend no longer did. But that's a, another story. Never mind. All right. <laughs> so Ed Larkin, Edward Larkin, played by H. John Benjamin, who apparently puts human DNA in tribbles to make them, you know, multiply faster or be edible. I don't know what I think it was to make those them a, shorts a food were source. really good. That was hilarious. Yes, and then would be lower decks, which is and then a, lower decks. Yes, yes. I I thought the first season was okay, but the second season was fantastic. What? Their first season was the best first season of any Star Trek. There are no cons to lower decks whatsoever. Uh, and everything is a plus. Well, I no, do. no, I take that back. The only con for dis- for Lower Decks is that the episodes are only 20 minutes and there's only 10 episodes a season. I enjoy that shows that are shorter, honestly. I think you get more done in the evening. But I, I like that that show is episodic, mostly. Yes, and yeah, I, I appreciate, and I love they killed some, I forget if they killed the Bajoran guy. Oh, Shaxx. And then he came back and they were like, we're not even going <laughs> to explain why it. he's back. It's either one of these many tropes Star Trek has used, and that was a joke, and I thought this was very clever. Yeah, that was fantastic. I, I didn't dislike the first season, but I thought the second season was really fantastic. Uh, compared to uh, the uh, like looking just straight at the other first seasons of like TNG was yes. two two original series like, and it yeah. didn't work. Uh, Voyager was still trying to find its feet. DS9 was no, still trying DS9 to find its feet. One was terrible. Discovery. Uh, Enterprise just was horrible. It. Enterprise, I think, actually was had probably the second best first season. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Lower Decks just hit every every mark. Well, it, um, it knew what it wanted to be. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's part of the problem. <laughs> they all want to be to find their own footing. Lower yeah. Decks already knew, knew its what footing, it was. and that yeah. I think really helped. Yeah. Uh, so that would be Picard, which I love. 
We had Picard. Oh, Picard. Next one. Oh no. What, what are your favorite character on the? Oh, lower deck. Yeah, do all that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I think Boimler. I like him. He's Boimler. He, he's funny. I did cool Boimler for uh, for Halloween. Did anyone year. know who you were? Uh, not in person, but I, <laughs> you know, I posted online. I think he's funny. Know. I like him as the main character. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna go with Tendi and Mariner over mm-hmm. Boimler. Um. But that, I mean, I also all like the cat men. doctor. Yeah, I love that the not. doctor's an actual cat, and then the one where she needed her her like scratching post. Yeah, or she's in a box. Oh, that was really <laughs> funny. I just really do enjoy that show because they can have like weirder aliens because it's all animated. Yeah, I really wish they do an episode in season three though where they all like turn into real life people and it's not animated oh, just for one episode. Fun. Yeah. They did it on, on, like, Simpsons or Family Guy, but I can't remember oh. which one. Well, not really. They do... Maybe not. I'm going to cut that part. All right. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, my favorite episode uh, of season one is Crisis Point, which is the one they made fun of the movies in with all the titles. You know, Mariner goes on the holodeck and oh, loads yeah. up the that's movie a, program. That's a funny episode. Uh, and then season two would have to be I Excretus. Where Boimler's stuck in the training program and gets better and better. I love that he's like, I will get a hundred percent no matter what. I think that show is is pretty funny. I like it. It was exactly what we needed coming off of uh, the darkness that Discovery had, and mm-hmm. I th- actually I think Picard didn't Picard season one come out before Lower Decks. I don't remember. I, whatever the I like the Picard darkness of the new track was heavy and we needed the lower decks Picard doesn't always work with the timeline especially when they have a young whoopee which didn't make any sense but I I enjoy it and I I, you know it's like comfort food but all in all I've enjoyed Star Trek Picard I think there's no I don't know if there's any standout episode because they're all one big long story episodic I think the one that stands out the most to me is Stardust City Rag where um uh, Picard's got the the pirate uh, the eye patch and the hat and they're going to they're going to infiltrate like the the location that Seven's Rangers. Oh, that was in. fun. That one was fun because he got to play a. I really like how they Frenchman. They give him new things to do. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to the third season with the entire crew back. Everybody's back except for Barkley. Oh, yeah, what happened to Barkley? I don't know. I'm more upset about... Barkley's gotten enough cameos, and apparently he's a shitty person in real life. Oh, no. Get rid of him. But uh, I want to know why Will Wheaton's not coming back. Maybe they didn't ask him. That would be so stupid. He's been very vocal about how he would come back if they asked. Um, And he's hosting the Ready Room after show. Like, he's already back, essentially. Maybe he is back, and they haven't announced it. Maybe they want to, like, not put all their cards on the table. Uh, I'm still hoping he shows up at the end of this season with uh, Avery Brooks, and they're all like, hey, we're the time travel gods. We're going to save you. I mean, (laughs) maybe. That's very... uh, Just a a deus ex machina. Yes. Yes, Deus ex traveler. That's how that would be... Oh, yeah, I forgot he was a traveler. He's a traveler, yeah. That's why I'm like, he could come back and fix it. That would be, maybe he does. Maybe we haven't watched it. Maybe, well, that would be lovely to see. I I would totally be there for that. Uh, So was that all the series? that We haven't seen Strange New World. uh, That's not, oh, then Prodigy. Prodigy and uh, the animated series. Oh, the animated series. I glossed over because I never seen any episodes. (laughs) 
Maybe that, one day so I'll fun. rewatch it. Definitely watch Magics of Magus 2. That is my favorite episode because Kirk fist fights. Uh, no, sorry. Kirk uh, steals magic from Satan and then uses it to fight Ozymandias. All right. One of these days I need to watch the animated series. It's but, absolutely uh, bonkers. Podergy was all right. It was, you know, it's obviously made for kids, and so yeah. the explanations are a little implausible sometimes. But, you know, I, I enjoyed Janeway's on it. Goth Janeway. I enjoy that. And I, I think for a kid's show, it's it's pretty good. You know, I can watch it yes. without having to do crosswords in the, at the same time. It's, it's definitely now the thing to use to bring your kids into Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to now trying to, like, find a cheesy enough original series episode or, uh, I don't know, somehow show them a next gen and hope that they're smart. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what them, you did to get them, kids into, into it. Before get them that. while they're young. That's what yeah. I say. But I hope that Strange New Worlds is good. That, sh- that will actually uh, be out by the time this podcast airs. Yes. So and... I apologize. <laughs> I With Love Course coming back this summer, I'm filming all my podcast episodes really early. Filming, recording, whatever. Recording them. But yeah, I'm sure we love it. And if we don't, we'll let you know. I can already tell you uh, Nurse Chapel looks like she's going to kick some ass. And I'm still sad that they didn't cast the same actress to play Nurse Chapel and Number One because that would uh, that would have been funny, you know. Um, that would have been an inside joke, but yeah, it would totally. have made absolutely no sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think my favorite character on Strange New Worlds is going to be this is a prediction, uh, Lieutenant Ortega's because mm. those little thirty second you know intro clips that they put out a couple weeks ago or I'm last very week was, excited. She seemed really cool. It's like they're just gonna keep giving us new Star Trek, and I'm. I'm going to just keep watching it. Yeah. Uh, So what is your favorite series of all of them then? Uh, Well, so I think it used to be a tie between Enterprise and Voyager because they Mm. both were very special to me. I watched them at particular times that they connected, right? But now I think it's Lower Decks because it's fucking hilarious. And it it is the fan service that I wanted (laughs) and needed. Uh, and it's very referential, and that self-referential it's, it's, humor is my thing. It's very referential. Yeah. I would think that Deep Space Nine will always be my favorite, because I watched, that was the first one I watched from stem to stern, yeah. like, in entirely, in entirety, every single episode, every week, it was new. And yeah. I think that, just because of that history, is it will always stay, even though I haven't watched it in a really long time. Maybe I need to start. Do a rewatch. I need to do a rewatch. It's been, uh, it's probably been a couple decades since I watched that one in entirety. So it's, it's been a long road. Yeah. All right. Getting from there to here. So uh, wish list for the future for Star Trek. Oh, absolutely, an Enterprise movie or a fifth season. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care at this point. Just give it to them. They, it deserves to have a real ending. And uh, and that's that's all I want. Do you think they're gonna do more movies? But are they gonna do another one with the with Chris Pine? They were gonna, and then they all uh, yeah. wanted too much money or something. Well, yeah, I think they want. I think what happened is they offered them less money than they had gotten for the second one uh, because the second one sucked so hard. Uh, true. And then and then the third one was all right, but so then the Paramount was like, "Listen, we didn't make as much money off of these as we thought, so we're gonna pay you less." And then they were all like, "Yeah, fuck no, we're not doing it then," which good for them. 
Yeah, uh, of course, and and, and we not, don't have Chekhov anymore, so that's, that's true. Just weird too. Well, I so yeah. I like their explanation and what J.J. Adams did, but it's like they yeah. took him into a new universe, and that universe became Star Wars, and then I <laughs> it did kind of become. Star Wars. I I didn't really; those weren't my favorites. Yeah, uh, I I mean, listen, I liked the first one. I was into it. I was like, yeah, this is different Star Trek, but it's still Star Trek, and it's a little sh- more shooty and more like this is a cinematic mm-hmm. like very epic movie uh and then into darkness lost me absolutely yeah it wasn't great because jj abrams doesn't hasn't watched a single goddamn episode of star war or star trek had no idea what mm-hmm. was he was doing and apparently preach. nobody stopped him preach uh, <laughs> i agree the tv shows are are better and i will godly take as many of them as they want to yes. give us. Will I still watch a fourth movie with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth and everybody? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I would definitely yeah. watch it, but I don't think it'll ever happen at this rate. I, there were talks of it happening again mm. not that long ago, um, maybe pre-pandemic, but I don't know if it's back on or, or, or well, it's back on the freezer or not or what's going on with that. I feel know. like I got my wish, which was for Next Generation to come back in season three of Star Trek Picard. Nice. So I'm not, I don't really have any <laughs> other wishes. Just, I would love to see the Giorgio show, as I said, yeah. and uh, I'll just keep watching, you know, and maybe one day you'll be on it and then that would be happy so. ever after for everyone involved. Yeah. All right, well, we've been talking for over an hour, so I must get to our closing questions. <laughs> uh, so what is a time a millennial annoyed you, Walter? Uh, okay, so first of all, you know I'm a millennial, right? Oh, yeah. So literally you- any time uh, a peer of mine in high school or middle school did anything annoying i could i could give you a story for that yes uh so every day in school is the answer to that next question (laughs) all right uh, what (laughs) advice would you give yourself 10 years ago i don't know it's it's hard to give your past self advice uh because if if you change anything right is this and we're you know getting into oh you're going to be tapestry uh yeah if you change anything then you're no longer the person that and i'm not even talking about like paradox situations here you're just changing who you end up being so i'm i'm pretty cool with who i ended up being so if i had the only thing i could tell my past self would be just like listen uh you know enjoy everything that's going on right now enjoy your job enjoy school enjoy your friends have fun do what do the things that you're enjoying right now because things are going to get really shitty and uh that's okay and you're going to get through it and it's going to be fine uh but it's going to be really hard and uh and 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 that is all okay that's part of life and there's uh leslie and i were watching call the midwife the other day and there was a line um that somebody somebody somebody's boyfriend died one of the main characters boyfriend died and somebody told her uh you just have to keep on living until you are alive again and so i think that would be that would be the closest thing i could give to myself as advice because i can't really say hey don't take this job or hey don't do that or don't talk to this person because then that'll change who i am fundamentally well you heard it here first everyone life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has ups and downs, and you just have to keep keep on keeping on. I agree. I've been through quite a lot, and uh, it's what else are you going to do? You're just going to keep making podcast episodes. Uh, so thanks for coming, Walter. This was yeah. super fun. We could clearly talk for another hour, but we won't. Don't worry. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Next week is the season finale. Uh, my friend Jessica Webb will be here, and we're going to talk about cats and fostering cats. Yeah 
and cat adoptions. I thought and, you were going to talk about the Cats musical for But a not the Cats <laughs> musical. It's actually a really great episode. I've already recorded it, so I can vouch for it. Uh, so you'll hear me next time right here on Millennials Are Ruining the World? Question mark, an Xennial Perspective, Real Conversations, Bridging the Gap Between Generations X and Y. I'm not woke, but I'm awake. Millennials are ruining the world. An exanial perspective.